Hey folks, welcome to this episode of the Everyday Millionaire Podcast and the Mindset Matters Edition, where I'm joined by my wife and Olympic mental performance coach, Stephanie Hanlon-Francie. Together, Stephanie and I engage in a conversation about different aspects of what we refer to as Mindset Matters. We believe that we're living in and through one of the most impactful global events in history. And let's face it, few have trained for or are equipped to deal with the life that is unfolding before them. The need to pivot in your business, your career, or perhaps deal with shifting family dynamics lies before many. We hope to inspire you to ask yourself questions or pause to consider how you view your world, your life. We'll invite you to check in on where you are on your journey, and are you still clear on your intended destination, or has it changed? Join us for this in our series of Mindset Matters. Listen in, enjoy. Hey folks, welcome to the Everyday Millionaire Podcast, Mindset Matters. Stephanie, welcome. Hey, Ed. So we've got an interesting topic, I think, as always. and We think we're fascinating. <laughs> I don't know that we do, but <laughs> anyways. So I'm going to kind of lead this a little bit as... I had some thoughts around mindset where we get into the conversation of mindset. It took me back many years to somewhere in around 2000, 2002, where you ended up at a world competition in Nagano with an athlete. And I shouldn't have been there. You shouldn't have been there. That shouldn't, (laughs) shouldn't have been there. And it was just interesting how things unfolded. So I want to go back to understanding you know, and talking about mindset and what led to that journey and how it actually led, you know, it really was a kind of a turning point or a fork in the road for a lot of things. For both of us, actually. Okay, great. Before we get there, a reminder to our dearest listeners to, if you like this podcast, please share it, like it, comment on it. And send us a note every once in a while and let us know what you find interesting or what you think we're doing well or not well. Listen, yeah. I think that'd be cool. Let's know you're out there. We always like the comments. Okay, so let's talk about that time. So we go back in and go on a journey that young athlete, skater, working actually at my store, at the store, Pro Skate in Edmonton, and walked in my office one day and said, I got to quit. And aside from not wanting to lose an employee, there was also a part of me where I'd been supporting and, you know, teaching him about diet and eating and all of these things. And that was really cool. But he walked in and said, I got to quit. And I, you happened to be in the store, which at the time was just rare, 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 rare. And I said, you know something? I think you should meet Stephanie. And you walked in the door of my office. I said, uh, you know, I introduced you guys and I walked out. You got up and left and shut the door. I left, shut the door. Three hours later. And you guys came out three hours later. And, uh, you know, we can pick up the story a little bit. I'll give you a little bit more insight, which was then it wasn't that many weeks later. I don't know if it was weeks or months. I get a call. I'm at the gym. Hey, uh, you know, I've been asked to go to Nagano. Uh, For worlds, for for figure skating in Japan. Do we have any points? (laughs) Do we have any points? Should I go? Uh, You know, and I said, yes. And anyways, long story short, you end up in Nagano and you end up at the world figure skating competition. You've got a young athlete and 
there was part of all of what happened and transpired was kind of interesting. You were transitioning in your own career and we end up with a story called there is no wrong bus, but let's go back before you share that story. Let's understand something around where I want to go with this is understanding mindset and realizing that mindset isn't an end. It isn't even really a way of being. It's actually what I, you and I have talked about before, where it's actually a doorway into a different conversation. Mindset is just a doorway. Yeah, it certainly is. It's a it's an entry point. It's an entry point. It's actually not even a way of being. You know, I suppose mindset could a way of being is that the door is always open, and it's it's a a doorway into a number of other conversations, whether it's the study of universal law, personal development, professional development understanding values, which we talk a lot about. It could be a healing journey. A healing journey, self-discovery. You and I have both been through Hoffman and gone through that whole Hoffman process. And anybody who's really got a lot of trauma in their life, you know, check out the Hoffman Institute. Brilliant work. Brilliant, brilliant work. Uh, This isn't a promotion for it, it's just brilliant work. Anyways, the point is, is that mindset opens a door. So you are in Japan you're kind of trying to feel your way. You're what the hell? You're a hockey coach or a hockey skating, power skating, power coach. skating coach. No <laughs> reputation in figure skating. None. I'm like just a nobody. Yep. So, anyways, so let's let's tell about this story. There's no wrong bus. You go, you come back, and it's like a whole new world is opened up for you. Yeah, it really has. Well, the funny thing was is that when I got on the, when it turned out we did have the points, but we there was only a business class ticket. So I ended up flying to my very first world championships in in first class, actually. Um, I meet my athlete, my client at the uh, Vancouver airport. We fly together. One of the judges upgrades him. So we end up up there eating, drinking water. He's got his Pilates mat and we're, you know, working out and focusing. So it was very much a, kind of a naive way of entering my first world championships. We get to Japan. And we actually missed the bus. We missed the first bus. So we're, instead of traveling with the entire Team Canada to the World Championships from Tokyo Narita Airport to Nagano, we end up in a private van. So with lay-down seats and pillows and blankets and little eye covers. And so we end up, you know, seven hours later in Nagano, fully refreshed. The guy had stopped a couple of times and, you know, we had a, you know, bio break and he had food and water for us. It was hilarious. So because we missed that first bus... We ended up in in Nagano at the hotel and doing a check-in, et cetera. And I don't know any of the protocols. I'm not at this point. I've never even been to a world champ. I've never, I went as a fan. I think, remember, with you in 96 in Edmonton, we went as a fan. But we'd ne- I'd never been to this in this scope of, a, of an event before. So we get there and they accredit me as a chaperone, which means I have uh, access to the hotel. And I have access to the bus transportation system, but I have no access to the athletes. I can't go downstairs into the to the tunnel. I can't go underneath. I can't go to the dressing rooms. I can't eat with my athlete, etc. I'm a chaperone, and which was great because Skate Canada did whatever they could to get this person to Nagano to to support the athlete. Like he he wasn't even supposed to be there. You know, mm-hmm. he was fifth in Canada that year, and somebody retired. Somebody blew a knee. Somebody didn't do well. At, 
the games, something. So the 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 um, hierarchy went up, and he ended up getting invited, which is how come I ended up going. Now, when he asked for if, for the accreditation for me, and of course, I'm not certified as anything at that point. I was training as a performance coach and as a life coach, and I have my background in phys ed and psychology, et cetera, but I wasn't there yet. So they really took a chance. So they accredited me basically like a parent. And so that gave me access to the transportation system. So back and forth to the rink, we we go and I'm on one bus and he's on another. I'm in one hotel, he's in another. And I'm by myself. No one knows me. Nobody knows me. I don't know anybody. I'm with all these people that I'd only seen on television, you know, so I'm kind of not trying to fangirl, you know, all these people because I loved figure skating back in the day. So... One day, we're well, and we should qualify something here. You used to be at one point. You skated. You, I did. You yeah. were a figure yeah, skater. I was a figure skater. Yeah, I mean, you weren't like a national competitor, and you didn't go on to be a competitor. No, but I competed at nationals, but I wasn't very good. Yeah. Okay. Well, so <laughs> let's just forget that part. Then. <laughs> no. So anyway, but I did love the sport. My mom loved the sport. She was a judge, and we were immersed in it. And you know, even how I got into power skating was that you know a lot of the players wanted to figure skate, and I'm like, no, let's figure out how to do this from a different aspect. So anyway, back to Japan. We're back. It's 2002. Um, I'm just trying to be keep my mind open. I'm scared to death. You know, I have no idea. First of all, I don't speak the language. And I'm in a sport where nobody knows me. I don't have the proper accreditation. So I'm sitting in the stands working with my athlete. He doesn't actually have a coach there. So one thing leads to another and we're leaving the rink one day and he has one bus that he has to get on and I have another bus that I'm supposed to get on. So I didn't look at the little sign in front of the bus and see which where it's going, what hotel. And if I did, I wouldn't have been able to read it. It was in Japanese and French, and I just wasn't paying attention. So he gets on his bus and goes to the hotel, and we say, okay, we'll meet later for sushi and, or whatever. And I jump on this bus. And it's one of those just regular, you know, not a school bus, but kind of like a high-end bus with, you know, nice seats, but not a, not a big like, greyhound kind of bus, just a really classy. I'm like, oh man, this is a really nice bus. I've never, I, I, this isn't the bus that I've been on the last couple of times. So I get on and I, I didn't pay attention, didn't look. And I go and I sit down next to this nice lady with blonde hair and she obviously speaks English. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe I'll actually be able to talk to somebody. So crickets like there's no sound on the bus nobody's talking it's all of a sudden like nobody's saying a word on this bus so I start to look around and I realize it's the officials bus <laughs> the judges and the presidents of federations and they're all going to a some fancy party and then there's this random coach this giant person and and in figure skating you realize that 5'8 I'm a really big person and she <laughs> was so funny because all of a sudden, I start talking to this lady beside me, and it turns out she ends up being the CEO of Skate Canada. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm on the run bus. I'm terrified. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I just want to shut up. I just want to crawl under the seat and realize that I'm going to have to get off at the next hotel and turn around, get back to the rink, and then get back to my hotel, which is not an easy thing to do. So one thing leads to another, and I kind of just breathe through it. And I softened a little bit and I said, hey, hi, I'm Stephanie Hanlon. She goes, hi, Stephanie, I'm so-and-so. I'm the CEO of, of Skate Canada. And I'm like, wow, hi, nice to meet you. So we started talking, you know, just generally about things. And the bus kind of got softened up a bit now that there's this random person that shouldn't have been on the bus and they didn't want to say anything weird in front of me. And um, we started talking. We started talking about her daughter and we were talking about uh, my client. We we're talking about how I got there and who I am and my background. And she was fascinated, 
fascinated by the journey that it took me to get onto the world stage um, as a coach in a figure skating competition. So we started talking also about certain psychological uh, components of the work that I was doing. And it turns out her daughter had similar issues and, and learning issues that I had growing up and also that my, my client that I was there with has. And we started talking about the, these, um, the judgments of ADHD and ADD and all these kinds of things. And she just, her heart, I just, her face just opened up and because we were able to talk about it with clarity and all these things. So anyway, we get to their fancy palace dinner hotel and everybody gets off the bus except me. And she looks at me and she says, welcome. You know, welcome. Thanks for being here. And she got off the bus. And I'm by myself back to the arena on this bus going, wow, maybe there's no wrong bus. Maybe that's the bus I was supposed to be on that day because it changed everything for me. That opened a door for me getting accredited as a coach. Um, they reached out to an IMG, who's a guy, David Baden, who's now become a friend. Um, he ended up pulling some strings and helping me get accredited. And then one thing led another because I wasn't I was just being myself. I was just living my values. I was just being honest with this woman. I wasn't pretending to be somebody more. I didn't know who she was. I had no idea who she was. But what those doors opened for me was an opportunity to be down under the, under the, uh, in, the in the bowels of the arena, so to speak, to be with my client, to meet the people, to do my work, and to, to be in service. And because I was on that wrong bus and was myself and met this particular person in that moment, everything changed for me. So I love that story. And of course, I probably have more connection to it, you know, and so maybe as people are hearing this are going, what has this got to do with anything? You know, there's a fundamental that really we want to draw, at least I want to draw your attention to with this is that, you know, the one thing that Stephanie's done through her life and certainly in all the years that I've known her is she seemingly creates something out of nothing. Seemingly, you know, it's like, okay, well, we're not traveling with the team. We end up on a business class flight. The next thing you know, we're in a business class transportation. And really that's historically, you know, in our life and what you've done, you also are that same person that I blindly, you know, line up in the longest line and you go, what <laughs> the hell are you, are you doing? Go over there. <laughs> and so the next thing you know, I'm going, I go, well, you can't go here. There's nobody here. Well, no, that's why we're going there. And you go through the line and it's like, what are you doing? So quit being a sheeple. You know, you create interesting kind of you've you've created an interesting world for us in so many ways and certainly with your business with your athletes you know no wrong bus you happen to be with the ceo of skate canada that conversation you had with her not even realizing who she was led to you going and speaking at a national agm a national figure skating national or skate canada agm or whatever it was that's where you met another set of athletes that's where you then got on and the next thing you know you're into a whole world of uh, mental uh, performance coaching for athletes full stop and business owners and it opened up really a big door for you but the point was that of that is ladies and gentlemen is that go back to the mindset opening the door so as i had this young man working for me i was being of service in my own way with my staff and he was part of my team and that was you know health and fitness and mental health emotional health and you know, so they were coming to me and we were having conversations. That's the way I operate that operated that business to this day, different version of it. But the point is, is that 
when he was having that conversation with me, he was coming in and all honesty is going, I got to leave. I can't take this. I can't do this. I can't train at this level and still work and make money. And of course, you know, it's not like amateur athletes have a big a budget ton of money. in Canada. You know, and I, uh, you know, I was paying him eight bucks an hour at the time. And we still joke about that. But the point is this, that fork in the road happened in that moment. And it happened with no other agenda than to help this young man. I didn't get into a conversation with him about that. I happened to hear Stephanie in the background of the store, which she never was. And it was just like, okay, handoff. You got to talk to Stephanie, Stephanie, meet, and, and away we went. So it's interesting that when this conversation and all of this kind of pre-conversation into this discussion is really about mindset being a doorway into universal law, into consciousness, into self-discovery, into these forks of the road that, you know. I wouldn't have seen it, you know, maybe if we hadn't done the work that we'd done personally, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have seen the opportunity or you wouldn't have said, okay, wait a sec, I'm going to link this moment for this young player, this young athlete to somebody who I trust. And then I'm like, okay, sure, I'll sit down. I just happen to have the afternoon off. But it, I wouldn't have recognized it. And that's the mindset piece is that open-mindedness, that growth mindset. I think we've talked about it a lot, that we both recognized it in that moment. So the mindset was the doorway. It was the entry point. Perfect. So it's like you being on the bus, meeting the CEO of Skate Canada, and having a conversation. And realizing in that moment that you just had to calm down, relax into the fact that you're there. And there's a fundamental understanding behind all of this, folks. And that is that all these years later, as much great things have happened in our lives, we've had our challenges, we continue to have challenges, we continue to have really great things that happen in our life. The point is, is it all unfolds and there is something in it always. So you could have really got into your head about it, but you don't get into your head about it. You actually go, no, calm down, relax, tap into your intuition, tap into, okay, well, this is happening for a reason. At some point, now for some, that sounds really- Ooh, esoteric. Esoteric, Weird. oh yeah, okay, got it. But at the end of the day, it's happening, therefore it is. Now you can deny it, you can make it wrong, and or you can just breathe through it and see if there's something there and see how things unfold. That is the mindset right there is, is a aspect of the mindset, a, a mindset that says, no, this isn't wrong. I, I just, could have run up to the little bus driver and said, like, I get off the bus. Right. But I'm the, on the wrong bus. So the point of that is, is that in the world of mindset is to open up to the possibilities that that is creating, that the universe has presented. That's where the esoteric part of it lives for many people, but understanding that universal law is just universal law. And, you know, it's not like you have to, there's not a key, <laughs> right? Right. There's no denying it. No. You cannot tap into it. You cannot follow it. You know, there's a fundamental, which is listen to the universe and don't ever worry if you don't hear it because it will turn up the volume. Yeah, it, to it totally does. And I think part of that is that when that pull comes and that moment of, of clarity and that, and that when I got quiet and just decided to sit on the bus, 
I realized that I could do it differently or I could just acknowledge because I wouldn't be there in that moment if I wasn't ready for whatever was supposed to happen on that bus. Just like, uh, you know, getting on the airplane and realizing we only had enough points for a business class ticket or somehow we ended up in business class. So I don't judge it. And I think that's what happens in, in certain situations is that we want to filter it through our judgments or through our history or through our trauma or through the things that are negative or, or, or where we feel shame that things are, are going well. And the work that we've done and I've done personally and professionally is that I don't want to make decisions through my, my history, my story, my trauma. I'm, I'm, I'm done. You know, the healing work that I've done has gotten me to a point where I can actually just be calm in those moments. Because when you think, when you say universal law, I don't know if a lot of people actually, I think people on this that are listening to us understand universal law, like the law of attraction, for example, there's universal laws, um, the law of attachment, for example, um, there's things that are... There's karma. Karma, karma. is a universal it's a law. Thing, it's a thing, right? for sure. I mean, it doesn't show up like immediately, I give you a dollar, you give me a dollar. It's not that. It's, I do something mean to you, you do something mean to me. That's not what we're talking about, universal law. It's just that there's an, a fundamental balance in the universe. And we talked about it last time, is that there's two sides to everything. The dark and the light, the, the love and the hate, the war and the peace. There, you can't have a one-sided magnet. Mm -hmm. So when that type of work starts to go, there's a lot of healing that happens. And there's a lot of softening that can happen if you're willing to look at it because the next stage of this, you know, so, desire for something more, right? So let's, okay. So let's just draw a definitive, if we can, just to give a context, a little bit of a line, which is that mindset's not an end to something. It's just a way of being. It's always a doorway to where you need to go to the path of what's next if you stay open to that path. There is a fundamental, you know, when we talk about universal law, when we talk about dark versus light, you know, without darkness, there can be no light, as an example. Our our kind of job, what we want to do is to know that there, we always want to be in the light. Having said that, there's always going to be darkness that we need that light for. And if we understand that, when things show up that we perceive as negative, we have to look at it and go, what's in this? That's what, right. It's what? like the high after the low when the low after the high. And I think that's one of the biggest lessons is that there is, being on a high is not sustainable. You know, it's like athletes or, or, or um, actors or singers or performers that only want that high. And that is so dangerous. Because there has to be a low. It's just when you know it, you can manage the lows and manage the highs. So it's not a spike, right? Or it's not peaks peak, and valleys. Peaks and valleys. It's just a lot softer. And I think that's really that that pull. And I think that's what the mindset matters. Why And shift, for example, that's why that program is so important to me is that people that are finding that program is because they're sensing somewhere that there's something more. They're, they can be something more or they are maybe limiting what it is that they, they they desire or want in their lives for some reason and they need to shift out of that and that doorway that that entry point is mindset you know it's interesting that with many clients that we've worked with over the years there's often a phrase that gets and we don't plant the seed at all but there's a realization that, to your point, that there's a desire for more. There's a realization that I'm not being fully expressed. I'm not being who I could 
possibly be. And some have said, I feel this greatness within me that is not emerging. Like, I just know it's there. I have this greatness within me. I can't seem to get to it. Or something happens just before. So there's a pattern or something that happens when there's that sense of something more. And it's how do we, you know, express to people that maybe aren't in this mindset currently, but that pull, that pull to something more actually leads to starting to understand that we as human beings need purpose. We need, a, you know, we have to have a, we have to be a contribution, but it starts with the mindset of understanding that, but also then setting the intention. That's the second part of mindset. So let's go back. Yes. Uh, intention. So when you think about, you know, you go back 20 plus years and you're on the journey. Do you think you actually, were you aware to set an intention? Do you think you had set an intention at Nagano or on the way to Nagano? Were you evolved to that place? Had you kind of evolved your awareness to that place where you started to set an intention or was the intention set of after having that experience, you went, I want more, or I, I, mm. I, I desire, or I would love to have this kind of thing happening to me because you're living a purpose. You know, that's a great question. When I go back to that time, I realized that my only purpose, which is hilarious, was to support the athlete. I had no other purpose to be there. No other agenda. No other agenda. So people were saying, come for a drink, come to do this. You want to meet that person? I'm like, no, I'm good. This I would I was in my room. I actually brought cans of tuna. Can you imagine? I brought cans of tuna yes, I can. to Japan. Honey, I can imagine. <laughs> you know me. Anyway, so I had everything I would have needed if I didn't get out to a restaurant or if I wasn't included in anything. All I know was that I needed to support the athlete. That's the only reason I was there. So back to your point, was there intention? Yes, absolutely. But it was very, very focused on one thing support your athlete. Now, this is interesting. So I'm going to just go back because I think this is important, like, because you really are quite phenomenal in what you've created in your life. And I witnessed it, by the way, folks. So it's like, I've been part of the benefactor of it at some degree, to some degree. But the point is this, is I go back to when you were working with the Oilers at the time, you're a skating coach. And I mean, the relationship we had was very interesting, because you're working with young, rich, hockey players very good looking very good looking all in really great shape all right around my age <laughs> and they all thought you were awesome so at no point was i ever jealous or wondering what was happening because i understood something very fundamental about you is that you were there for the athlete it was never about you i mean you showed up you had a very strict kind of rule with yourself which was your track jacket was zipped up to the bottom of your chin no makeup no perfume hair in a ponytail and that was it. You were there 100% for the athlete. So the intention was always there to support that athlete. So there's a there's something interesting about setting that intention that I just kind of had the realization as you talk about it, which opened up the door for a lot of things for you because as you're in a male world, you're a female, you're young, attractive, attractive, athletic, and the coaches are noticing that part of it. There's not a rumor in the NHL about you. There's nothing. Like it's like crickets and you're very respected by all the players that you've ever worked with over the years because you're only ever there for them. And ultimately, that's an interesting intention that you set and it really set you up for an interesting kind of life and business and all of the rest of it because 
listen, if they were hiring you, there was only one reason they were hiring you. And so when we look at setting the intention back to your kind of, I know I'm probably wandering off on a tangent, but I want to get to is that it's really about the intention, which was about, in this case, the athletes. The athletes. Yeah. And it wasn't I about it, you. It wasn't about me. And I think when I started my own journey and my healing work, and that's what's so powerful about the you know mindset being the doorway and understanding that as soon as that intention gets set, then there's a, a listening or an intuition or something that kind of evolves through that. And I just knew that if there was any other agenda for when I was with the Oilers or with St. Louis or or doing the, you know, the personal performance coach training for athletes and, and, and performers, if I had another agenda, it would bite me in the ass and it wouldn't serve them. And I would be doing the exact same thing that other people are doing is using this situation to get to that situation, to get to that situation and use that person to get to that. And that was never my goal. Okay, so there's something here that we have to share. So there's a couple things around this. So you pissed a lot of people off in the industry because there were PhDs, there were coaches that worked for 25 years, had never been to a Worlds, let alone an Olympics, even a national championship. Here you are, nobody showing up doing all of this. So how does that start to transpire? And when I consider that there's a part of it that says, goes back to what you just mentioned, which was you'd done all your healing work. You weren't living your story. So in other words, these coaches, these other individuals likely had a story about why they are the way they are and what they've done. And this is the way you have to do it. And this is the way it is. You got rid of all your stories. You'd collapsed all that. You'd collapsed all the trauma. You'd healed all those wounds. You'd done all that work. So you show up with no- Like a blank slate. A blank slate, not hooked or connected to a past, not connected to some way, well, this is how that has to be done. You're always of the, well, who says it has to be that way? Who made that rule? Who made that rule? So then you start to get curious as to how do you enter into a conversation? How do you actually get into that environment and how do you approach that environment? And you start to get curious about how to do that. You have these thoughts and you start to see the possibilities and am I going the right yeah, direction? Yeah, no, 100%. You're nailing it because I think had I entered that needing something or needing the acknowledgement that I was going to be in the NHL or needing the acknowledgement that I was going to be, you know, world-class performance coach and an Olympian, if I'd have gone in with that intention, I think I probably would have not made it because I think there's too much there's too many battles, too much hierarchy, too many rules, too much politics, all of that. You know, then, then there's the the gender stuff and I'm a female in a male's world and I don't have a PhD and all blah, blah. And I had to get over all of that because when we were, I, I became very purpose driven when I did my healing work. And what I got to was that when I set my, my intentions now and I realize what my intentions create is a, a space or an opportunity for my intuition to show up. And my intuition, for example, being on the wrong bus or, I mean, there's so many stories and one day I'm going to write a book about, you know, turning left when I should have turned right. And, you know, you know, <laughs> the people that I've met because I just listened to my gut, my intuition, I got quiet. I didn't, like, intuition will show up for people. Like, it's either like a little message or, um, I don't know, a voice in your head or a feeling in your gut. But we, we I think we, we minimize that. And thinking, okay, it can't be true. It can't be true. And what I did was I flipped it. I go, maybe there's something to that. 
maybe there's something to that. And that curiosity is what led to the opportunities. And when what, what I love is to stretch into what's possible. And so, so it, for me, it's, it's creation, it's intuition, it's, it's the next one is curiosity, and then there's possibility. And then possibility shows up, that's where most people stop. What's possible? Well, yeah, but then I got to do this, this, and this. I go, well, no, no, no. What if you're just willing? You don't have to do anything. But when the possibility of something shows up, what if it's just an energy of willingness to see what happens? So that's the process I go through so that I can actually just quiet my own mind and see how the possibility and the willingness kind of party together. And when they do that, um, I start to notice my own self-talk and my limiting beliefs and, you know, my own stuff that happens because it still happens. You know, as much work as I've done or we've done, those doubts still can creep in. Oh, 100%. And, but when you go back to what we are actually talking about here, when you look at mindset as a doorway and that it isn't an end, there isn't a A plus B equals C kind of thing. Mindset is saying, here's my intention. Here's how I see and I have a vision for my life. And understanding that in order to achieve that vision, you're the only thing that's in your way. Yeah, totally. You're the only thing. You and your that's story. In, you're in your about story. Yourself. So, you know, do you still have a story? Are you still talking about when I was a kid, I was beat up, or when I was a kid, I was really rich and I had to hide in the back of my limousine? Like, what is the story you're <laughs> That's <ha> my story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So, what is the story you're telling yourself that says you can't have your vision? Now, here's the thing about mindset, folks, is that it opens up the door into personal development, professional development. Because why? Because you start to see that you or feel, you sense, that you're capable of much more, that you actually have a strong desire for more, and that you realize that, gosh, I'm the only thing that can be in my way. Why do these patterns keep occurring? And why am I a victim to dot, dot, dot? Why am I a victim? Why am I continually having to blame or complain? You know, when we look at overall, you know, we look at consciousness, when we look at what's happening in the universe, we understand that we're all just energy vibrating at different levels. Everything that is, was, could be, will be, already exists. Our job is to tap into it. Now, that's no easy feat mm -mm. by any stretch of the imagination. But when we start to understand that it really is there, the mindset is opening the door to saying, I'm going to go through this door and I'm going to do the work that I need to do to get that result, to yeah, have that so, vision. So think about that. Think about when that happens, that occurs, then all of a sudden some of the darkness shows up and the trauma or maybe some, there's a, now an opportunity to maybe heal some of the stuff from the past. Maybe it's time to transform the stories that are limiting you. Maybe that story in that, that you've locked into about what happened when you were six or 10 or 12 or 15, those things are, what if they're not set in stone what if what if there's an opportunity to open up to a new conversation with yourself, a new level of consciousness that maybe we get to rewrite some of those limiting beliefs or just rewrite the beliefs altogether? Well, it's interesting that in the work we do with our shift clients, you know, part of the work we do is defining yourself. So defining who you are in the context of your life, be intentional about it. And, you know, part of that exercise is writing in the I am. As if it's already, you are already that. And it's probably one of the so most difficult. Un un uncomfortable <laughs> things for people to do. Well, no, but I'm not that. 
No, you are. You are that. And you just have to be that, own that. And it's really a difficult... Well, because there's the fraud thing that kicks in, right? Totally. Like, well, this yeah. is my story. So I stretch out of it. Then people are going to judge me and say, oh, you're not that. I mean, I remember my second or third world championships or whatever, I'm running into somebody and they're like, aren't you that power skating coach for the Oilers? Like, what are you doing here? I'm like, oh gosh, I don't even remember that person. That was <laughs> yeah, like so that? last year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, but, think about that. I mean, really think about that. I mean... So over that period of time, what that opened up the door, how many world championships have you been to? I want to say 15 now. Yeah. And Grand Prix? 500. Olympics, three. <laughs> three. You know, so it really is. I mean, imagine that, folks. There is no wrong bus. And understanding that aspect of it, there is nothing that you can't achieve if you open up the door to mindset and then ask yourself, what is the vision for my life? And then what is the work you want to do? And are you prepared to potentially go through some some really tough times? Because the yeah. healing and the healing of some of those stories is so important. And oh. that's why, you know, we strongly love and recommend the Hoffman process, obviously. But there's so many great bodies of work out there. So but many. here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. There is a place where healing is complete. And many people just continue the cycle and we call them the personal growth junkies. Yeah. I don't mean it to be negative, but they go to the next course and read the next book and take the next and put the next 10,000 and 12,000 and 40,000. Now, now they're into the, you know, the hundreds of thousands of dollars in personal development or, or work because what happens is they get close to the, to the nugget, to the nut mm -hmm. of what is truly the darkness or that what they need to heal. And they spring out of it and they go back. I'll just take another course. Mm -hmm. And I call that, that, you know, that's a vicious cycle. And there is a place where... That's a bit of motion versus action. Yeah, totally. Hey, we you keep just, doing the work, doing the work, but you never really find that point where you can exit. If well, mindset is the entry, the breakthrough is the exit. But the key is you got to keep, the key word is through. When there's a breakthrough, you got to keep going through. You, you got to go all the way stop. through. Yeah. And we know the reasons why. So these are, I guess, through all of this, this conversation today in this particular episode, folks, is just to open up the door to having a different conversation that mindset is a bit of a way, no, not a bit. It is a way of being, but it really is ultimately a way of being in that you look through the door and say, what is the journey? What is the path that I need to take given the vision for my life? That you want. And is it based on your values? And and next thing you know, you're having a values conversation. And yes. next thing you know, you're going, oh my gosh, I might have to leave my job. I might have to break up with this relationship because I'm so out of alignment or about, out, I'm out of integrity and I didn't even know it. As we wind this down, I'll finish on these words. The only thing between you and the greatness you feel within is the willingness to do the work, the willingness to walk through the door to consider what is the work you need to do. Is it healing trauma? Is it getting out of your own way in terms of quit telling your story? What is the story you're connected to? Do you even have a vision of what you want your life to be like, look like? Does it shut you down when you look at that vision go, I'll never be that I yeah. can never achieve everything that. is just rinse and repeat you know and consider this conversation as something to plant the seed of 
Where are you in your own way of having the life, the lifestyle, being the person that you want to be? That's all I got. That's brilliant. Well said, hon. Thanks very much. And ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. Hope this has been helpful. That was fun. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. If you found value in the podcast, please take the time to rate and review and share with others. Share with your friends. As it is my goal to always improve and to provide the highest value for you, the listener, if you have any comments, suggestions, or questions you'd like answered, please email me at ceo at raincanada.com. That's ceo at reincanada.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, Patrick out.